So today is the Advaita Saptami, so uh, the appearance day of Advaita Charya. Important uh, event in uh, Bodhi Vaishnavism. <clears throat> and uh, there are several sources of uh, information about the life of Advaita Charja. Um, while at the same time, we refer primarily to Chaitanya Charitamrita and um, Chaitanya Bhagwat. And we use them largely in the way that, in a broader sense, we use the Bhagavatam as explained by Jiva Goswami to determine the veracity of other uh, scriptural texts or the extent to which uh, they're, um, they conform with Gaudiya Vaishnava's angle of vision that is there in the Bhagavatam and to the extent that they do, of course, we accept them to the extent that they don't, they become irrelevant to us while they have their own purpose. So in a similar way, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Chaitanya Bhagavat are kind of like a hub around which many, many uh, texts written about uh, the history of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates and, and so forth, uh, they orbit around that hub, and we, we look to them. Um, and if in other accounts, historical accounts, for example, we find contradictions, then we defer to those core texts. So that said, um, in the Advaita Paribar, there are uh, three main texts that I've come in touch with that describe the... the uh, Lila life of uh, Advaita Charya and um, different dates are attributed to them. Probably the earliest one is Advaita Mangal. And um, I forget the name of the author, maybe Hari Charan, Advaita Mangal. And that seems to be a, a 16th century text. So it would be. Uh, of the three, uh, perhaps the earliest text. Um, and then there's a, um, another text uh, by a devotee named Lodiya Krishnadas, who is himself intertwined with the leelas of Dvaita Charya that are described in all three of the books that I'm uh, at the moment um, uh, speaking about. Um, and his book is called uh, Balya Lila Sutra. So it's a, it's a short Sanskrit book that um, had, describes the, the childhood, the Balya Lila, uh, the Kumar Lila of Advaita Charya. And um, that seems to be an early text as well. The previous text that I mentioned, Waited Mongol, 
is written in Bengali, and then the later text is Advaita Prakash. Um, well, forgive me, but the, the name of the author escapes me at the, at the moment. This book um, is curious in that the consensus seems to be not only amongst academics, but amongst devotees, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsati Thakur, for example, that the book is written much later, um, as late as the 19th century, but it's written by someone who is very familiar with how um, these type of texts, which are from an academic point of view called hagiographies, uh, were written in the time that they were very popular, the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, 15th, 16th century and so forth. So um, I think it is for that reason that Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur tended to dismiss it because it was presenting itself, the text, as if it had been written much earlier and very well done in that regard with, uh, in terms of conforming to that type of writing at that time, that, that, that type of Bengali at that time, and so on and so forth. Um, but uh, disingenuous in a sense in that it was written much, much later. That doesn't necessarily mean that the content of the text is uh, um, um, should be entirely dismissed. Um, and in all three of the texts I mentioned, there are some uh, accounts, um, anecdotal accounts uh, that uh, we find throughout them. Hmm? And uh, they don't necessarily conflict with the, with the main texts that I um, um, mentioned, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Chaitanya Bhagavat, um, and some others in and around that, that time that uh, discuss things about the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So I'm gonna to refer to some of those um, leelas, some of which you may not be familiar with, and so therefore uh, the source, and uh, some of them, uh, many of you will be to one extent or another. But that said, um, it's clear that Advaita Acharya was a very, very powerful person in the eyes of um, the uh, uh, community. Um, um, of the time, the, the Gaudiya Vaishnava community, and prior to, if you will, a forming of a Gaudiya Vaishnava community, he's a very prominent uh, and powerful person in the eyes of uh, uh, those who in, in encountered him. Um, he is, uh, for the most part, said to have appeared in the world outside of uh, Shantipur, where he's uh, famously resided, and um, and um, many leelas uh, arise out of out of Shantipur, but in I think it's called Shailet. Uh, it, it, I think believe all three of these texts attribute that to the place of his birth, uh, some miles away from uh, from Shantipur, and um, there the area. 
was uh, presided over by a king of the village who was a worshiper of the goddess, Devi, some form of, of Devi. Um, and uh, Advaita's birth there, of course, is auspicious. There are stories of, of the visions of Sita Thakurani um, while bathing in the Ganga, that she would have an extraordinary child relating them to her husband um, and so forth. And him confirming similar dreams that he had or visions and so on and so forth. Um, and um, um, with, uh, with the birth of Advaita Charja and uh, his, um, you know, that being an auspicious event, being, you know, somehow uh, predicted um, and whatnot. Um, the first instance in which outside of his parents' experience, which is, is related, uh, first instance in which his uh, apparently spiritual power was, uh, came to the fore and, uh, and, and others uh, took note of was with regard to the king and the goddess. Hmm? And the king's son, who was a playmate of, uh, of Advaita, who at birth was named Kamalaksha. Hmm. Kamalaksha means uh, lotus eyes. That's a name for God. And the king and uh, the king's son and, and Kamalaksha were playing as, as youths, and Advaita. And the king's son apparently came into the temple. And there are different details in these different texts, but the gist of it is that, that the, the king's son insisted that Advaita should bow down as he had been taught to do before the goddess, but uh, Kamalaksha refused uh, to do so for reasons of his own. Boy, the king's son uh, uh, berated him for his lack of religiousness and so forth and a way to let out a sound and the boy passed out uh, as if dead on the scene which then became a scene uh, for everyone in the community the king's son had died it appeared and um, uh, to some extent at the uh, uh, um, and the way to was involved in that so or kamalaksha so uh, there was a big um, to do about it and um, um, Advaita or Kamalaksha made little of it. So just sprinkle some water from uh, the puja on him and he, you know, he'll come back. He just fainted, that's all. And uh, meanwhile, uh, the subject uh, as to the issue as to why Advaita had not, it refused to bow before the deity uh, came to the fore and his parents themselves were concerned about it. Um, and there was some insistence that he should bow before the deity. Of course, he wouldn't bow before the deity because, um, well, he was the he was the, the husband of the goddess in his own um, spiritual sensibilities. And um, one thing led to another. And he said, "If I bow before the deity, then the deity will be destroyed. She'll destroy herself." And they insisted that he do so, and the deity exploded <laughs> on the scene. So the, 
these these type of anecdotes, there are many of them uh, throughout the the life of the way it is described in the different texts, but this was a huge event. Now, uh, as I say, the details are different in different places. We don't find the story, particularly in the other texts, the main texts that I mentioned, which don't go into the details of Dwight's life. And uh, they weren't compiled, Krishna Das Kaviraj's book and Vrindavan Das Thakur's book by, by members of the Advaita lineage um, who would be privy to all such details and so on and so forth. But the long and short of it is that, that the author that I mentioned of the Bali Lila Sutra in Sanskrit, Lodi Krishnadas. Lodi Krishnadas is the new name of the king after he was initiated and uh, became a renunciate himself, um, which um, gives credence to the idea to the, that Advaita had a powerful influence in his, in his, as, as Kamalaksha. Um, before he even became known as Advaita in his childhood that had a profound effect on the king in the village in which he lived. And so much so that when Advaita and family relocated in Shantipur, at the insistence of Advaita, he wanted to live in Shantipur, he wanted to live in Shantipur. Um, so he had some you know, connection with the Dom, if you will. And um, upon relocating there, which was, uh, something that the king didn't want the family to do, but couldn't, um, couldn't hold them back. The king eventually gave up his kingdom, became a, a, a uh, servant of, of the Vaishnavas and um, was initiated by the name Krishnadas. And he wrote the Balila Sutra that I mentioned, short text on the early Kumar or Balilila of Advaita Charja. <clears throat> so the point being here that uh, Advaita was a very powerful person in, um, in even in his childhood, exhibited certain powers and, and, and whatnot that, uh, that uh, uh, gave rise to faith in, in his uh, spirituality. And in Vaishnavism in general, which was what his spirituality was was all about. So relocating um, in in Shantipur, uh, then we come to events like his schooling there. He had a teacher. All these texts refer to us as uh, by the name Shanta, who was very uh, influential. And um, Advaita, of course, was his best student. Uh, he learned everything very quickly and so on and so forth. And uh, there is a miracle that is uh, uh, described in all these texts, or I think two out of three of them um, in this regard, uh, not in the Bali Sutra because I don't think it includes his um, education. Um, but that miracle of course is that, uh, and some of you may be familiar with it, that there was a very beautiful lotus in a pond of lotuses that the king or that the teacher wanted to, um, it, it really stuck out, stuck out. He wanted to get it and make it part of an offering to the deity, but the lake was inhabited by many snakes. And so no one would, none of his students were courageous enough to venture into the lake to acquire the lotus, but Advaita volunteered. And of course he, 
he walked on the water or on the on the lotuses. So he exhibited the uh, lagima city. Uh, city, lagima is one of the uh, asta cities, eight mystic perfections of yoga, basically levitation. It said that Jesus walked on the water, um, and there are other uh, accounts of such in the lives of different mystics and so forth. Um, so. Again, the long and short of it here is that these stories are told, however they accurate they may be in detail or not, they um, imply that Advaita had a very powerful, it was a very powerful uh, spiritual person, that, uh, that uh, his parents, uh, political leaders, even in his childhood, his uh, teacher and so forth were awed um, by and um, and as a, as a result, they obviously they began to identify him as an avatar. This would be the typical way in which persons of that time, uh, living in the Puranic uh, frame of, of reference, the, the sacred texts like the Puranas being the standard of of knowledge, they would try to sort out whatever was happening, you know, based on the accounts. Um, in, in the Puranas, what, what time it was, what, what, what yuga it was, what, uh, if a powerful person was an avatar or not, uh, and so on and so forth. So um, they identified Advaita as, as, as an avatar. Now the main uh, texts and two of, the, of the, these texts from Advaita line that I'm speaking about, they, uh, tend and strongly so to identifying him him in, in with with a, with a, uh, with a uh, the cosmic if you will figure of Mahavishnu Shiva Mahavishnu is considered to be Shiva and Vishnu together in some respects the Sadashiva um, Maha sometimes is said to refer to Shiva and Vishnu of course to Vishnu a very compassionate form of the uh, of divinity and the first avatar avatar means to descend to come from up to down so you know we have the krishna from our Gaudiya perspective we have krishna expands his ball around the two expand as as um, vasudeva and um, sankarshan for pastimes in mathura and vrindavan and then they expand further as narayan and mahasankarshan in vaikuntha and from the Mahasankarshan comes the Mahavishnu. Now this is the first descent from the Paravyom, from the spiritual world into uh, time and, and, and space, if you will, in our frame of reference. And from Mahavishnu comes the Garbhadaksha, Vishnu, Vishnu, and so forth, and all the Leela avatars and Yuga avatars and whatnot all come through this um, um, Mahavishnu. So he's the original um, uh, avatar. And uh, the main text, and as I say, two of these other texts that I'm, I'm referring to, um, all identify him in, uh, in terms of the Srishti Leela, the cosmos, um, the, the, the original avatar of all avatars. Remember, Krishna's the avatari of all avatars, but there's an original avatar as well, and that's, that's Mahavishnu, original descent. Uh, primal descent. So, um, as as such, he is in the cortex, and and for that I would also refer to Kavikarnapur 
and his uh, Gorgonadish Tipika, um, but as well as I say in Chaitanya Charitamrita and in um, uh, Chaitanya Bhagavad, uh, he's identified in terms of sentiment and in terms of detail of what type of divinity, well, with Mahavishnu and the sentiment of Dasya Bhakti. Hmm? Dasya Bhakti. This is very, very uh, prominently brought out in Chaitanya Charitamrita in the sixth chapter of the Adi Lila, where there are two verses um, that Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami has penned, uh, glorifying and describing something about um, Advaita. The chapter goes on, as I say, to glorify the virtues of Dasya Bhakti and underscore the fact that all forms of expressions of love for Krishna, properly understood, be it Sakya, Bhatsalya, Madhurya, although they don't look like it per se, necessarily, are all forms of service to Bhagawan. They don't look like it because it doesn't look like service for Mother Yasoda to chastise or son and tie him up, for Krishna's friends to wrestle him to the ground, for Radha not to let him in um, when she's angry with him. And that doesn't look like uh, like service to Bhagawan. So you have to look very closely. These are the main subjects of the Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam says you have to look very closely and pay close attention to understand it. Nasta prayeshu abhadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya. So, um, but there in that chapter, the sixth chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's a short chapter. And it, again, elaborates on the two original uh, verses of, of Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. But the entire elaboration is on the virtues of Dasya Bhakti and, uh, and, the, and the fact that, um, that everyone hmm, um, acknowledges and even um, pursues or desires the role of servitude in one form or another, um, and including Mahavishnu wants to be a servitor. Ekalar Ishvara Krishna. What to speak of all the Tatasta Jivas, hmm? even the different forms of the Godhead and the primal avatar himself, Mahavishnu, desires such. Hmm? And of course, Krishna himself, the avatari, also, and this is what, very much what Gaudi Vaishnavism is about, desires to take the role of a servant of himself. Hmm? In this case, to experience himself through the serving disposition which is extreme, of Srimadhi Radhika. Hmm? Someone once complained that I had said that Radharani was a sadhu. <laughs> I gave a reference to the Bhagavatam. It's, it's well, well, well referenced. Krishna refers there to the gopi's love as being uh, like that of sadhus, saintly. Um, and for him to repay it, well, um, he'd have to become a saint himself. And uh, that's the famous verse of the Bhagavatam. In the Ras Leland, which is the, which is esoterically speaking, the, the genesis of the Chaitanya Avatar. So, at any rate, uh, the virtues of um, service, uh, the virtue of being a devotee, by whom hmm, the Godhead is uh, ultimately controlled. And that comes uh, to the fore. Uh, to the largest extent in, in, in Krishna Lila because of the measure of the devotion there, the power it has over 
over Bhagawan, to turn him into a child, to turn him into a friend, to turn him into a lover, and so on and so forth. <clears throat> that said, um, there are many other um, ideas, thoughts, considerations as to the um, position um, of Advaita in terms of who he is beyond appearing as Advaita, uh, what kind of avatar he is, or what what is the, his sentiment. Uh, and because Gaudiya Vaishnavism is really all about Braj Bhakti, some of these core texts, I think Advaita Mangal in particular, yes, Advaita Mangal in particular, probably the earliest of them, has uh, identified him in other ways uh, with the Brajalila, not not doing away with the cosmic identity of Advaita as Mahavishnu and his Dasya Bhakti, but also placing him, for example, in the Brajalila, there he's placed in the Brajalila as Ujwal Saka, uh, the friend of Krishna, and other uh, places uh, are given to him as well. Sometimes he's referred to as Gopishwar Mahadev, uh, the form of Shiva who uh, um, resides in Vrindavan and, uh, and so on and so forth. So there's an attempt there to connect him um, with that, but we don't find that in, in, in the core text. It's, it's fairly prominent in the Advaita Vamsa um, and, and Paribar to try to do that. I don't think really it's, it's necessary. Someone might raise the question, and I've heard it before. Well, Advaita is Mahavishnu. How can he give, you know, uh, Braj Bhakti? Well, I wouldn't worry about that and, 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 and have to come up with some identity of, of Advaita in Braj in order for that to be possible. Because after all, and we have to get to that, um, um, he's the one who brought uh, Chaitanya, Krishna, Krishna, uh, Chaitanya to the world, Krishna to the world as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Of course, we can say that uh, he brought him there largely in terms of his role as the Yuga avatar. That's true, which is the outer side of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What about the inner side and the inner reason for his coming, which has everything to do with Raj Bhakti and so forth? Well, um, yes, Advaita brought him for that purpose of the Yuga Avatar. And when that purpose was finished, hmm, um, in Jagannath Puri, it was Advaita who gave the blessing to Mahaprabhu. Now you can that's done. Your work as the avatar, yuga avatar is done. You have set in motion the yuga dharma. Uh, now you can um, give full attention to the inner purpose for which you came. So that only came with the blessings of Advaita. Um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could not pursue the inner life, so to speak, that he came to experience unencumbered by the necessity of establishing dharma and, 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 and whatnot without the blessing of um, Advaita. And for that matter, going forward in the Leela of Advaita Charja, in his adolescence, um, he goes on pilgrimage. And of course, he goes to uh, Vrindavan. And famously, there in Vrindavan, um, Advaita um, uh, uh, the deity of modern Gopal. Um, he was actually uh, the, a, a deity that had one of the 
the deity that had been um, crafted under the direction of the grand, I think, grandson of Krishna, and um, uh, had been the deity also worshipped by Kubja in Mathura. Hmm? This deity of Madan Gopal uh, manifest himself before Advaita by way of, I think, appearing in a dream and uh, telling him, I'm over here in the bush, something like that, because of the Muslim influence coming in Vrindavan, which, 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 in, which in many instances involved uh, desecrating temples and so forth, and caused the, uh, the Pujaris to you know, move the deities into secret places and so on and so forth. So Advaita was informed by the deity in a dream of his, of his whereabouts along the banks of the Jamuna. He came and he had the power, Advaita, uh, to uh, to arouse the villagers um, sufficiently to go and dig and and uncover the brush in that area uh, to uh, honor the dream of Advaita. So he, he had that kind of a power that he could collect the, the faith and energy and work of, of the people. And sure enough, uh, uh, it was fruitful. They found the deity and had a way to worship the deity. But the deity then came in a dream to him again and said, such and such Brahman I'm going to send here. I want you to give the deity to him and he will worship him. I have my own plans for this. And uh, while in way to, of course, would acquiesce to the plan of Krishna, Madan Gopal in the dream, he lamented the loss. And he was told in another dream that you may know that at one time in Krishna Leela, Vishaka, Devi, who was very probably the closest friend of Radhika, born on the same day as her, had drawn a picture of Krishna, maybe using like hibiscus for ink and some leaf as a paper, uh, a picture of modern uh, Gopal or of Krishna, and uh, gave it to Radharani to solace her in her feelings of love and separation for Krishna. And Advaita was told that painting can be found at such and such place. So he found it and he was to worship the painting and take that back uh, to uh, Shantipur in, uh, in, in, in West Bengal. Later it became then, uh, and Advaita had something to do with this, the, the deity of Madan Gopal or Madan Mohan, um, the worshipful deity of Sanatan Goswami. So he came under the charge of the Seva Puja of that day. That's a famous uh, story in itself out of, out of which, of course, the, the uh, Madamuan temple was eventually built. But here, I bring this up, of course, it's a significant and interesting Leela, but um, I'd wait in the role of Vishnu, the cosmic avatar, in the role of a devotee um, is, uh, has a um, uh, connection with the Brajali worship of Krishna, um, Radha and Krishna, and so on and so forth. So um, I don't think there's a necessity to find some Braj identity of Advaita, um, so on and so forth. Uh, we don't have to worry. I wouldn't if I was in the Advaita Vamsa. And I think uh, for that matter, uh, um, uh, who is it? The, the Guru, uh, Diksha Guru of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur, our um, 
um, um, Gore Kishore Das Babaji Marsh came in and read to uh, Paribar. Um, and so at any rate, Advaita uh, was a, a great worshiper of Radha and Krishna. He, he was eventually uh, initiated, and there are different accounts of how and where that happened, but initiated by Madhavendra Puri. Hmm? And, um, and he expressed a deep concern, of course, for the condition of the world and um, the desire to establish Gaudiya Vaishnavism and the virtues of Harinam and so forth, which weren't uh, um, well understood by the people in general. And uh, as such, he wanted to bring Krishna himself uh, to the world, if you will. Somebody asked me not long ago, you know, really, do you really think that Ma Vishnu, if he came to the world, he couldn't liberate the world, he'd have to bring He'd have, he'd have to bring Krishna and on this basis. He couldn't believe, if you will, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. I explained to him that you know these stories um, have a meaning to them, have a purpose to them, and they're worth um, embracing literally. Um, but if your mind doesn't allow you to, you have to gravitate towards um, the implications of them. And of course, the implication is very clear in terms of the way to bringing Krishna to the world, um, his purpose is largely in the context of the Leela to establish that he himself, Mahavishnu, if you will, is a servant of Krishna. This is a Bhagavatam Leela. Hmm? There's a very famous Leela in the Bhagavatam in which Mahavishnu is said to have stolen the sons of a Brahmin and the Chhatris couldn't do anything about it. They didn't know who, where the sons were going. They were disappearing. And Arjun came in and vowed that he would, he would uh, uh, stop this from happening or give up his life as a proud Chhatri. And he couldn't stop it. And he was about to take uh, his life. And Krishna took him to Mahavishnu, who there were, and there were the sons. And he explains there that he performed this Leela to get Krishna and Arjun together to come before him that he would pay obeisances to them. Uh, it's a famous story. I'm just giving it very, very much in, in brief, but it's right in the Bhagavatam itself. And the implication of that is, again, the same thing, that Mahavishnu, that, well, I mean, it's the central core piece of uh, philosophy in Gaudiya Vaishnava, Krishna is to Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is the source of all avatars. And I explained, when I was in Madhavan recently, I was emphasized this point because we were discussing the Brahma Vimohan Leela, in which Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam is the main point of tattva that comes out of that Leela. Krishna shows himself to Brahma to be the source of all worlds and all the Mahavishnus and, and all the Brahmas and so on and so forth. Um, and uh, just to refer back to what I've said then, about that, it's very important that Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam because if Krishna is not the source of Mahavishnu, then um, he doesn't have his own world. Hmm? Um, he's a phase of, 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 of Mahavishnu who's only served in Dasya Bhakti or Shanta Bhakti. Hmm? Um, so there's no eternal uh, Sakirasa, Vatsali Rasa, Madhuri Rasa, which, if there is, requires an, an abode that's different from Vaikuntha. That's the Mahabaikuntha or Goloka. 
So it's important to us that to establish Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Otherwise, we don't have an ideal that uh, it exists in eternity. We're, we're confused would be, the, would be the perspective. So we labor hard, or the Goswamis have, and well, well-reasoned, well-scripturally supported uh, is, has, is the, has been their effort to establish that uh, Krishna is the source of Mahavishnu but the, uh, and all avatars. And this is one in the Bhagavatam where Jiva Goswami refers to, for example, in Krishna Siddharma, which is all about this point, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. So we, you know, we go from the Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam, to its natural extension of Chaitanya Bhagavat. Uh, or the Bhagavat in 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 uh, encore Leela of of Krishna Leela appearing in 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 Navadweep and um, for you know a number of es- exoteric and esoteric reasons the exoteric reasons even themselves being esoteric from an ordinary point of view um, but there are parallel Leelas of course which help us to draw that uh, connection. And this is one of them. The Mahavishnu wants to establish that he and himself is a, is a servant of, of, um, of Krishna, that that position is more desirable to him, uh, that bhava, than to be the lord of the whole, uh, whole cosmic uh, manifestation. Hmm. Uh, and as we know, well, Advaita did... Uh, bring Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world and having done so he labored hard to establish that um, that he was uh, but the avatar if you will of of uh, of Krishna who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is not different from we maybe go into that Leela a little bit but um, in the verse of uh, Krishna's Kavir is one of them. Um, the name of Advaita Charya is given, Advaita and Acharya. And uh, there are a couple of reasons, um, three reasons, that uh, that Kamalaksha became known as Advaita. And uh, the Acharya follows. The Acharya is obvious because he was a great teacher of Bhakti and he taught by his example. Acharya means, you know, behavior. Uh, and a charge is one who teaches and must teach not only in precept but by example, which the latter of which speaks louder than precept, as we know. So Advaita was an extraordinary sage and Rishi. He was born uh, probably around 18, uh, or excuse me, uh, 15, 14, excuse me, 1436, I believe. So he was 50 or 52 years old before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was born. In all those years, he lived as an, as an ascetic. A mystic and living along, uh, he had a place in Shantipur and also in Navadweep, living along the bank of the Ganges um, and living an austere and devotional life. Um, that for in which the puja was the puja of the Shalagram and Madan Gopal, the picture uh, offered uh, Tulsi and um, and Ganga Jal water from the, from the Ganga. Um, um, and so he was a great acharya by, by his example. He would teach, the, he give seminars on the Bhagavatam and the Bhagavad Gita and, yeah. and consistently over and over again extol the virtues of bhakti over gyan, bhakti over gyan, bhakti over gyan. This was uh, his default, if you will, and an important 
uh, emphasis in uh, within Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So he was an acharya very clearly. The name Advaita, um, it's said that during uh, uh, his earlier life, uh, a great pandit came to Shantipur, heard of his virtues, wanted to debate with him, and and the uh, the goddess presiding over his learning, the pandit's learning, revealed to him in the course of debating with and meeting with Advaita that the Advaita was um, was an avatar himself and referred to him as a Dwaita. So that is one place from where the name Dwaita comes. The scholar told the story, celebrated it. Kamalakshan began to be referred to as a Dwaita. But he's also referred to as a Dwaita because Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami explains he is non-different from, from Krishna. That means he is Vishnu Tattva. Hmm? So he's different emotionally. Hmm? and has a different leela and so forth but he's one in tattva so they're one um and um and there's another reason the third reason that he's referred to as Advaita, and that is because he made the two one hmm? that means he caused chaitanya mahaprabhu to come and chaitanya mahaprabhu came and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the combined form of Radha and Krishna. So he is thought to bring the two together for a special uh, descent, the exoteric purpose of which is to establish non-dharma in the world and set that in motion, the esoteric purpose of which is uh, for Krishna to fully enter into the, the sentiment of, of Radha and understand himself, experience himself from her perspective and thus experience the full fullest measure of rasa. After all, he's rasa raj. He should be able to do that. Um, and seeing the measure of his, her experience of rasa exceeded his, well, this uh, brought about a kind of an existential crisis for him as I've referred to in the past. So the Krishna avatar, that's going on in the background. Advaita is the, in the foreground. Now in Advaita's life as an acharya and teacher, um, he had some very important students. Hmm? And relevant to what we're discussing, the subject, the student of, of, of Haridas Thakur comes up. Hmm. So, um, uh, Haridas was uh, born around 1450, so he's a little, little younger than Advaita and um, older than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was, of course, born in a Muslim family. Um, the story is that he only drank milk and he wandered away from home and happened in the ashram of Advaita who recognized him beyond Haridasa's ability to recognize himself and what he was doing there and where he'd come from. And he referred to him as Brahma Haridas. He gave him the name Haridas and referred to him as Brahma Haridas and saw him as the Brahma of the Brahma Vimohan uh, Leela who had appeared on earth to assist him and, uh, and to some extent to make up for um, uh, any perception or any possibility of offense on his part um, in the Brahma Vimohan Leela. There, you know, he tried to exercise his power over Krishna and his friends and uh, it didn't work out so well for him, but in, in the long run, of course it did and it was Krishna's arrangement, but uh, he could be looked at as having interfered with Krishna's picnic. Um, 
yeah, he did. Um, of course, we're glad that he did because what we learned from that. Um, but uh, then again, in his own mind, gosh, I interfered with Krishna's picnic. Um, I have to make up for that. So um, he's identified uh, by Advaita as that Brahma um, who appeared in the Brahma Vimohan Leela, taking birth as a Muslim to make up. Uh, that, that's that, that's the offense. Of course, he's a Muslim, but he only drank milk and in his early childhood, he left home and became a student of Advaita. So um, not only became a student of Advaita, but uh, a very prominent student. And there are uh, probably the most celebrated story therein is, uh, um, can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm hoping that the, I haven't been looking to see if everything is, because we've had bad connections. I think we solved the problem. So hopefully it's all gone well. Give me your... Yes. Uh, yes, it's going wonderfully. Okay, good. So the Brahma story of Brahma Haridas um, is worth relating. And that is, of course, that um, Advaita was a very orthodox Brahmin. And um, so they had a very tight uh, Brahminical community. And uh, during a, a, a puja um, in a Shraddha ceremony that he was performing in which the prashad would be given to the, the best Brahmin in the community, Advaita gave it to um, Haridas and all the Brahmins became enraged because he was an outcast <clears throat> in their minds. So they didn't understand Vaishnavism and they thought Brahmanism uh, was uh, a superior, uh, the Varnashram was a superior religious uh, path. And um, to attain Brahmanhood, if you will, was more progressive, spiritually and auspicious than, than to be a Vaishnava. So, um, of course, they went home and then, and then they couldn't light their fires, um, <laughs> and sacrificial fires. And so they came back and they knew there's something wrong. And, uh, and then they, forget, then they um, paid obeisance to Haridas and they could start their fires. So it's an interesting story because... Um, it's, it's prior to the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And after his appearance, of course, this was one of his main points. He made Haridas his, his Nama Charja. Um, he made Rupatsanatan, who were outcasts from the Hindu community because of their being um, employed in the Muslim government. Brahmins are not to take any kind of employment. Um, they became outcasts, but they became the, 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 the main uh, theologians of the Gaudiya uh, Sampradaya, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's um, uh, selection or, or, or order. Um, so it's a prominent aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Vaishnavism. And this aspect of it precedes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself and the form of Advaita's embrace of Haridas Thakur. While Advaita then uh, worshiped the Shalagram with Tulsi and Gungajal with a desire to bring Krishna to the world. Um, Chaitanya Charitamrita mentions that Haridas was doing the same thing through his Nam Bhajan. Hmm? He had this kind of sankalpa, this kind of wish, right? Uh, that was embedded in his, in his, in his, in his chant, this kind of aspiration. And Advaita had the same aspiration in regard to his, his, his puja. 
Puja would be like Vaidhi Marg and the Nam Bhajan Rag Marg. So both together they brought him and he came with two purposes for the Vidhi Marg purpose of establishing the Yuga Dharma and the Rag Marg purpose, as we've said already, of um, tasting the bhav, experiencing the bhav of, of Radha, the main the principal method by which to do so, of course, is the Nam, Nam Bhajan, exemplified by Haridas, who was initiated by uh, Advaita. So if, if, if Haridas could have a role, a significant role in bringing Chaitanya and the Mahaprabhu to the world, and that with regard to the esoteric purpose of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that corresponds with his type Bhajan as opposed to Advaita and his type of Bhajan, which would correspond more to the Yuga Dharma aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If Advaita, if, if Brahma Haridas could do that, well, we have to look back and see, well, yes, he could. And he was initiated by Advaita. So again, uh, I wouldn't I'd be worried if I was in the, in the Advaita Vamsa. I don't think too many people are, but um, uh, um, he has the power, the point is to, to, to give, um, give Braj Bhakti. Um, um, and again, Haridas, of course, came to play a very um, important role in, in Chaitanya Lila. It's said in the Advaita Mangal that when Advaita Charja gave the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra to Advaita, excuse me, to, when Advaita gave it to um, uh, Brahma Haridas, as we here referred to him, he explained to him that the 32 syllables of the Hare Krishna mantra represent, and the names are given there, 17 gopis and 15 gopas. Hmm. So here we have in the conception, if you will, according to the way to Mangala, of Haridas Thakur, a nice combination of these two friendly uh, sentiments. Sakya and Madhurya are... Uh, Compatible, highly compatible with one another. None of the other uh, prominent sentiments, principal sentiments, uh, Shanta, Dasya, or Vatsalya are compatible with Madhurya or with Sakya. And these two, Sakya and Madhurya, are compatible. I've written a nice article about this. I had mentioned it in my last uh, day in um, in my, um, in, in, in um, um, Madhuvan, um, the influence of Sakya on Madhurya. Uh, I finished that article uh, recently, and it's quite uh, uh, interesting in, in some of the points that it that it raises. That um, probably many people who uh, say like to extol the virtues of Anjari Bhav are unfamiliar with. Um, I feel like nowadays when I see something, someone pops up somewhere and wants to remind us that Manjari Bhava is the highest thing, I feel like saying, yes, it's right. We need to cleanse our heart. That's right. We need to control our mind and senses. Uh, <laughs> just a side point there. But um, anyway, um, we seeing Brahma as, or Haridas as Brahma and his connection with the with the uh, Brahma Bhimohan Leela 
and we trace out the history of Brahma, as I've done in my book, Circled Friends, um, then we identify him also with, with Sakyaras. So the idea that he was taught by Dwaita to see these two as compatible and have a mixed form himself, if you will, or of such uh, sentiment, like an armasaka, we could say, um, is uh, something worth uh, bringing out. Um, so, uh, with uh, Brahma, Haridas has his arguably his main, well, one of his main students. Um, uh, Wait, the father a number of sons. Uh, he married Sita and her sister. And there are many nice stories about Sita and her divinity and her sister, and they're identified with uh, both with Yogamaya, um, Purnamasi, um, um, uh, with uh, anyway with this marriage in place, which took 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 place at a much later time in his life. He got married at what fifty or fifty two, on the order of someone I forget or based on some impulse from from within. And uh, of course, then he united with his consort, eternal consort, as we understand it, fathered children, um, and uh, some of them uh, became prominent in representing the line in, in, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Uh, but with this in place, uh, marriage, children, uh, Haridas initiated and so on and so forth. Uh, ultimately, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, uh, appears. So that was 18, what, 1486. And yeah, that would make it way to about 50 or 50, 50, about 50 years old. Um, so um, it's said that uh, he would, again, worship the Tulsi, excuse me, uh, Shalagram with Tulsi and Ganga Jal on the bank of the Ganga. And that on one such occasion, his offering of flowers and Tulsi's went on their own course down the Ganga, uh, I guess from Shantipur to Navadweep, as it's heading towards the Bay of Bengal. And, and lo and behold, uh, uh, Sachi Devi was bathing at the time and the Tulsi leaves stuck to her abdomen within, within the womb, within a room, while within her room was the was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. And she couldn't get him off. And, <laughs> and so it became a concern to her husband. And uh, they were, they were uh, Advaita was known to them. He was prominent in the time, a prominent enough sage in the whole area that they went to him. And he expressed his pleasure and told that something very auspicious would, would occur. This was, of course, after she had already given birth to Vishvarup her other son, and had had prior to that Vishwarup's birth, many miscarriages. All of these things are were explained to her and her husband by um, Advaita and, and their position, which they thought was less than auspicious, was shown to them to be very auspicious, the father and mother of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and uh, Vishwambar, as they named him, and Vishwarup, his older brother. Um, such he became worshiper of Krishna Balaram described in uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat that she had the Krishna Balaram deities there that she worshiped um, and those were her sons and she is Yasoda and so on and so forth. So uh, so Advaita played a prominent role in this bringing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world 
And, and largely, you know, in one sense, yes, I need to bring Christian to the world to save everyone. Everyone's so fallen, even I cannot do it. But, but really, in essence, uh, what he wanted to do was establish Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam and that the Goloka Vrindavan exists and that the doors to this place have been opened. And Advaita is open doors. How can we not but say he's the best of Mahaprabhu's associates? When we give a lecture on Nityananda Prabhu, then we'll give the reasons why he's the best or on Gadada why he's the best. And they are all uh, the best. But Advaita is best known for his, his service prior to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, laying the groundwork and so forth, bringing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world. And then he played a prominent role within uh, that period of time. And again, what should be highlighted there is that with his permission in Jagannath Puri, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was allowed to um, uh, trans, uh, uh, um, move, if you will, uh, from a public figure to a private figure. We say it was by the force of how he conducted himself as a public figure in Namsan Kirtan, preaching, explaining the theology and so forth, um, as he did throughout um, the subcontinent of India. Um, but um, um, also with the blessing that we'd have brought him for his public purposes, hmm? of establishing Vaishnavism and the Yuga Dharma. And he said, now it's done. You can, you can, you can retire from that. This thing coincides with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu entering into his Auntie Leela, becoming a private person, unable to really function as a public figure any, any longer, uh, such as the power of conducting oneself publicly in a way that doesn't uh, contradict how one conducts oneself privately. So his private life and his public life were one, and they were extremely uh, devotional. And the method to his eventual madness, of course, was Namsan Kirtan. And, um, and with the Dwaita's blessing, he entered into that final aspect of his life, whereby he um, uh, successfully will accomplish his internal mission to taste. Uh, experience himself from, from Radha's position and show us, you know, the way to enter into the Vrindavan Leela, the Navadvipa Leela, the Vrindavan Leela. Uh, so um, these are a few thoughts on the virtues of Advaita Charge, his contribution. And um, what's the time? And we're just about out of time. So I can't see the sums in my face. Hope you can see me well. Um, it's a beautiful morning here. Everything's good. I had a couple of falls the other day. I'm a little sore from that, uh, from a cow, uh, one of our cows accidentally pushed me over and fell with me and, um, but, uh, but uh, all's good. And it's good talking with you about this. Um, are there any questions or comments? I have a question. Yes. Um, my question is, is there anything more you could say on how the 32-syllable Maha Mantra contains the names, I, I guess, names of 17 gopis and gop 15 gopas? 
Well, I'm just, uh, I have, uh, there's no other reference for that that I'm aware of, but it, I bring it up because it's there in the way to Mongol. And, and um, it's, it's, uh, it's in relation to, uh, as I mentioned, Advaita initiating Haridas, giving him the mantra. Uh, incidentally, Advaita also became the initiating guru of, uh, of uh, Sachi, um, whose son wouldn't drink her milk from her breast until he was initiated. But um, there's nothing else mentioned in that text. There's no, it's just stated. Hmm? Um, but fair enough to say hmm, that um, this Mahamantra um, can uh, be applied effectively to the pursuit of Sakya Ras or Madhurya Rasa and what to speak of a form of Sakya Ras that's influenced by Madhurya Rasa and what to speak of Jiva Goswami's position, which I wrote about in the article I referred to. Um, his position is that the, the, the Madhurya Rasa of Vrindavan Gopis is mixed with Sakya Rasa. So um, I don't have anything more that I can share with you. I had never heard that before. I saw it. I have an edition of Advaita um, Mongol. I saw it and I was surprised to see that. Um, and remember that I had seen it years ago, I guess. But um, I think in a broader sense, it's a way of saying that. Does that help? Yes, thank you. If anybody else has a question, you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Swami, where are we going to see this article you said about that you wrote? Is that coming out in the Harmonist? Could you hear Pranita's question? No. Okay. You, did you click on English, Pranita? I'm on a phone, Archana. Could you oh. repeat it? Yeah. So she just wanted to know about the article that you talked about when it would be coming out on the harmonist oh well i've written it as a final um appendix to my book it seemed like uh -huh. a fitting um end um so it won't be coming out on the harmonist um before it comes out in my book it's about sakya mishra bhakti of brudge as per the vision of Jiva Goswami, and I've tried to, he doesn't explain that, but he states it clearly, uh, that the gopis, Madhuri Rasa in Braj is mixed with Sakya. Um, and he states that in a section of his um, Prijasandarbha, in which he's also explaining other mixed forms of Rasa, like Balarams, like Yudhisthiras, um, and so forth. These are types of mixtures of rasas or emotional sentiments um, in which one is prominent and the devotee is defined by that, but the others, one other or two others are there as well. In all of Rupa Goswami's, Rupa Goswami refers to this as, refers to this as Sun Kulbhav. Jiva Goswami does not invoke that term. Rupa Goswami uh, does not give examples of what he would call Sun Kulbhav as a mixture of Sakya and Madhurya, 
but Jiva Goswami, without invoking the term and citing the same examples uh, that Rupa Goswami cites of Sankul Bhav, ends that section by saying, in the gopis of Braj, the Lakshmis or the queens of Dwarka have Madhurya mixed with Dasya. In the gopis of Braj have Madhurya mixed with Sakya. So it's very clear what he's saying there. He's talking about not a temporary mixture, but he's talking about a permanent um, sentiment in which Madhuri is prominent and Sakya is, is secondary. And so sometimes this is, this is the, in the secondary will play itself out as it is in, as it does in Balaram's life, sometimes as a servant, sometimes as an as a, as a superior, but prominently as a friend. So with the gopis, prominently as a lover, but sometimes as a friend. And there are different ways to think about that. So I've written about it in different, um, from different angles of vision. And ultimately, I've given an example from Leela to support uh, Jiva Goswami. That doesn't mean to say there aren't other opinions. And it, it's certainly not opinion that I know of is voiced by, by anyone else. Uh, so it's curious and interesting, but um, uh, it's not my opinion. It's Jiva Goswami's opinion. And so I sought to give some support to, to that. And in the context of doing it, just kind of lay out uh, briefly the extent to which Sakiras is, 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 uh, plays a role in the Madhurya Rasa of the gopis. And it, it's quite uh, considerable. And, and you know, part of the reason I did this is because I, I repeatedly um, um, hear these, you know, these characterizations of Madhurya Rasa uh, and Sakya Rasa that are very, um, unfortunately, very mundane, even they may be accurate in terms of what's being said, the spirit behind them is very mundane. It's very like a competitive kind of thing. One's better than the other. This one's good. This one's bad. This one's the best, best because this, it just, it just doesn't have anything to do with what, what Brudge is really all about. And so I thought it would be useful. Um, people, I mean, people have criticized just the fact that I wrote a book about Sakyaras. What does that have to do with Gaudi Vaishnavism? Well, they might be surprised to find out that it has quite a bit to do with Gaudi Vaishnavism. And, um, and hopefully it's not, you know, this one's better than that one, but I mean, these are the people that are the dearest uh, one could, devotees that one could possibly be to Krishna. Krishna's friends, Krishna's uh, lovers, uh, you have to tread very de delicately when speaking about 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 them. And Prabhupada was very um, much emphasized this point, and his part of his unwillingness to talk about it in detail derived from that. That it might just become this, you know, my team is better than your team kind of thinking. And for that, for that matter, Sanatana Goswami makes very clear as as an extension on this point in his Brihat Bhagavatamrita that. These determinations of higher and lower with regard to service to Bhagawan is all relative to the material world for sadhana to inspire people in sadhana. It doesn't have any application in the spiritual world itself. No one thinks like that there. No one feels like that there. It doesn't exist there, higher and lower in that sense. But for teaching, then it may be useful. So what else? Another question? Archana, can you ask him one more no. question for me? Monitor has another question. Yes, okay. go ahead. 
So um, he said Mahavishnu can give um, Raja Prema. Um, he said Mahavishnu can give Raja Prema. Is that something specific to Gora Lila, or can any of the Vishnus give Krishna Prema? So you had said that Mahavishnu can give Krishna Prema or Raj Prema. So is that well, specific? I said it Advaita can. <laughs> Advaita can. So is that? So she wanted to know if that's specific to what was it? Tagora Lila or or if yeah. other Vishnus could give that. Or obviously, can other Vishnus also give obviously, that? Obviously, Mahavishnu is not giving, you know, he's not the deity of 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 Braj Bhakti. So people are worshiping him with Aishvarya and so on and so forth. I mean, he is Aishvarya, just look at him. Um, forearmed and so on and so forth. You know, universe is emanating from the pores of his body, as he's described. So it couldn't get more of an overt form of Aishvarya than Mahavishnu. So Mahavishnu is not giving Braj Bhakti, but in the form of Advaita, he is taking advantage of the opportunity presented by Krishna's internal pursuit hmm, to appear in the world as a devotee of, of, uh, of Krishna or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, uh, you know, it would be hard to be more connected to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu than, than Advaita. So in that form, as Advaita, certainly he can give Braj Bhakti. He's, he's, invo he's involved in Braj Bhakti. He's worshipping Madan Gopal. Hope that answers the question. Anything else? Good morning, Guru Maharaj. It's Kanaram here. Can I ask you something? Yes. Um, you mentioned that Advaita Acharya had two wives, and Sita, of course, is a pretty famous. We hear a little something about her. Can you tell us a little more about the second wife? That's his, her sister. And not as much has been said, other than that I can't even, forgive me, it's a most offensive on my part. I can't remember her name at the moment, but I've been forgetting names of late. Um, more than uh, I'm accustomed to. Uh, so me for that, but uh, she's considered to be also a manifestation of, of Yoga Maya, but Sita is very prominent. Mm -hmm. So more attention has been given to her, but there are some stories about her, uh, her sister's uh, um, divinity and so forth, but uh, they're eclipsed by the divinity of uh, Sita Thakurani, so there's not much that comes to my mind at the moment that I can relate to, but thank you for your question. Padmanabha Swami mentioned her name is Sri. You may have seen that. Sri, I, I, I thought there was another name as well. Sri, I know that name, but maybe that is the only name she goes by. Um, Sri Devi Ki Jai. Jai. Jai, Thakurani Ki Jai. So, so I just have a quick question for you, Gamaraj. Um, next Monday, you'll be giving a talk on um, Nityananda. Um, Is it Monday or Sunday? Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's on Monday that they're... It, it's they're a Monday, Gumaraj. I'll be there. So um, will you be giving questions and answers on Sunday also? That would be the question. So we can let everyone know on the call. If... Yeah, I think we can. 
we should be able to do that. The internet seemed to work this time, so. That's um, great. Yeah, it was much, much better than it's been. So really grateful. Okay. So thank you so much for that, All right. that wonderful class. And um, everybody, we'll see everyone soon. Hare Krishna. Yeah. Hare Krishna.